Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. You can always reach me on the Instas, on the Twitters, for now, and on the Facebook at either Chef Bright Comedy or Surviving Empathy Podcast. You can also pitch into the cause, and believe me, you guys, I don't mean to beg. I don't mean to plead, but good grief, we need help. We're trying to get sponsors. We're trying to get big enough for there to be sponsors. But in the meantime, I need you guys, please, to help me share the show and to pitch in 50 cents, 75 cents, a dollar, a dollar fifty. a month. What's $12 per year amongst friends? We need your help, you guys. And you can do that by either becoming a patron on Patreon. That's Patreon forward slash Chef Rye Comedy. Or I have, uh, what, three different uh, tip jars on my link tree. And you can find that at Linktree forward slash Chef Rye Comedy. We appreciate every single thing you guys do for us. It never ever goes unnoticed by us i'm calling this episode finding a lifeline when you're at the end of your rope having a bigger bolder vision for yourself creating a culture that helps each other again and my personal spiritual malnutrition when it comes to living in the world today truth is is that i'm very grateful for a good many things but boy I am so fucking tired of the same old, same old. And I need you guys to step up and help me understand a bigger, bolder, more adventurous version of this life. There's got to be more out there than what I'm seeing, you guys. And so I'm just hoping that we can, as a community, help one another again. That's what my dream is. That's what my goal is. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for helping out when you can, where you can. Uh, Grab a hot cup of cocoa, snuggle up with a binky, and let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. How are you guys doing today? Today, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a little different. It's going to be a free-form talk about some of the things that are just on my mind, some of the moods I'm getting into, and some of the things that I'm going through right now, just so you guys understand really what I'm all about. You know, I have this tendency to try to be an eternal optimist, especially on the show. But in real life, I mean, you know, I'm a little bit snarky. I'm a little bit funny. I'm a little bit irreverent. Uh, I can give it as much as I can take it. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a pill, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't show that on the show. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I had a frog in my throat. But I don't show that part of me on the show very much because the truth is, is I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. Energy is intention. And so at the end of the day, I want you guys to see not what is going on on the outside of me, But I want you guys to feel and know what's going on on the inside. The the love that I feel and the appreciation that I really do have for a great many things. And that includes my audience. But I would be a liar, liar, pants on fire if I didn't say 
that occasionally I get down. Uh, the whole reason I did this show was because of this deep seated need to really be honest about what's going on in this world, what isn't going on in this world, and how you feel about it. And at the end of the day, our feelings are valid. My feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. And so at the end of the day, it's, it's just about sharing and commiserating with the ups and the downs and the joys and the heartaches of life. That is what I've always wanted this show to be about and to talk about some of the injustices, not from a place of sour grapes and bitterness and anger and frustration, but how do we take all this fucked up shit going on in the world, going on in our hearts, and make it feel like it's a tool to get to a better tomorrow, to get to a better place in your heart and mind. You know, I've always been a kind of creative person through art, through the culinary arts, through my writing. Um, but as you get older, you start to, you know, take on the world's attributes in the sense that the world is trying to look for pragmatists, centered, balanced people, frankly, that they can use. I mean, that's what it boils down to is that it's not always... Uh, to their asset that you are a creative heart or that you have a gentle soul or that you're a good person. What they give a fuck is about is, is what can I do to use this person for my own gains? And sometimes that really, really upsets me. You know, the thing that is going on right now in, inside of me is this feeling like, always the bridesmaid and never the bride in the sense that um i i feel like i have the intellect i have the creative talent i have the desire to uh, take my life to this next level but every time i do anything whether it's applying for a job interviewing for a job or whether it's just you know, uh, trying to start my own business, I always feel like I come within inches of success, but I never quite get there. Does anybody else feel like that? I feel like I'm always the bridesmaid and never the bride. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And not to come off sour grapes. I mean, at the end of the day, this is not a pity party. This is not a way to uh, put all my problems on the world um, but at the end of the day, I mean, there are certain objective realities that we must contend with. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit and sort of figure out, you know, to what extent is it my own fault and to what extent is it just the way I was born, you know, born lower middle class, born kind of on the poor side with a single mom as an only child. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, success seems to begat success. When you're born of a certain stock, when you have familial ties to people who are successful or who have some college al al <laughs> college alba mater, it, it does feel like it increases your chances of success. That being said, there's a lot of people who are succeeding today that probably come from very, very little, come from nowhere. And so I kind of wanted to talk about all that just a little bit. 
The main reason I got into this podcasting is because I used to work for a radio station where I felt like my needs were being ignored. Uh, I felt like the the people who were in charge were a bunch of college graduates who sort of took for granted their acumen, took for granted how accepted they are in society. And when you're trying to get into a field like that, um, it shouldn't be about your college pedigree, but uh, how good you are on the radio. How good is your voice? How good is your talent? How good are you at speaking on the radio? And I've always felt I had a natural sort of... um you know, just talent for that. And at the end of the day, when they would ignore my needs and ignore my requests, ignore my desire to do more than what I was doing, I just got to a point where once I moved to Oregon from California, I said, you know what? Fuck it. You got to do what you got to do for you, Brian, and don't look back. And so, but there's, the thing about that, though, is is that there's always going to be setbacks and disappointments, and so I want to kind of go into what's in my heart right now and uh, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. You know, in my heart of hearts, I've always been a really kind and gentle and loving and funny guy, and I've always wanted to just be the kind of person that could lift people up. Make people feel good. Make people feel valid and worthy. Um, but sometimes as the world becomes more and more arrogant and egotistical and self-serving, you're like, well, shit, I guess I'll just help this sect of people instead. And so that's why I chose to kind of like focus in on empaths and introverts and struggling people, people who are either struggling with mental health or emotional satisfaction or people who are struggling at the work front, trying to feel valid, trying to feel good enough and worthy in a regular type job. But when you really cut it down to its basic parts, I'm just this shy, introverted kid who grew up to be a funny, extroverted comedian type, and I just wanted to share my joy with the world. That's really what it boils down to. But for the past few days, I've been kind of having a little bit of depression, a little bit of malaise, nothing life-changing, but... um. It used to be so bad where if I had a depressive funk, I would feel it for several days or up to a week, and it really, I could feel it. It would change my brain chemistry to the point where I couldn't ignore it, you know. The good news is, is that I'm at a point now where I can sort of tune it out, you know. It's almost a choice where... You've got this part of you that's functional and happy and doing your podcast and doing everything and you feel good about all that. But then there's this part of you that's this sort of malaise, this sort of melancholy, and uh, it just kind of creeps in. And um, sometimes I feel like I can just kind of push it away. But sometimes when you're tired and out of juice and out of positive energy, you just kind of let it creep in 
and 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 sort of take over for a bit. But uh, the good news is is that I don't go to extremes like I used to. And for you people who have anxiety and depression, you might understand what I mean. Men, when the, and not just men, but women too, but oftentimes men, when they're exhibiting symptoms of depression, uh, it comes out in the form of aggression. It comes out in the form of frustration, and oftentimes it can look like you're a crazy person. <laughs> and so women or men who are more sensitive, uh, when they have depression and it turns into sadness, um, uh, oftentimes everybody's there to hug them. Everybody's there to care for them. And so when you're the kind of person whose depression is exhibited by frustration, everybody's like, oh, look out, because they don't understand what a good person you are on the inside. And everybody sort of takes you at face value. They look at your frustration as sort of aggression or irritability rather than understanding the causation. And that makes it all the more frustrating because in my heart of hearts, I'm actually much kinder and selfless than a lot of sad saps who exhibit their depression through sadness and crying. And that kind of reminds me of like the whole thing where people talk about the difference between uh, cat lovers and dog lovers is that a lot of times the people who love dogs are the ones who want an animal to kiss their ass. They want an animal who's friendly and loyal and who actively forwardly uh, exhibits all the signs of subserviency and kindness and joy. Uh, Whereas a cat owner um, understands the nuance of a cat. A cat is a creature that's very independent. A cat sometimes shows their independence and their reverence. And so people who like cats over dogs tend to understand that um, these creatures are much more layered than a dog. It's not that dogs aren't great. They are. But a cat owner understands the hum- the element of uh, being a cat in the sense that uh, they're not always going to go out of their way to show their joy. It's much more nuanced and layered than that. So not to generalize here, I really don't care if you like cats over dogs or dogs over cats. But there has been studies and articles that say that um, people who prefer cats over dogs tend to be a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more intelligent, and a little bit understanding of the human spectrum, whereas dog owners and people who prefer dogs tend to be a little bit more general about how they perceive the world. Now, that all being said, I'm only using this as an example. So if you're a dog lover over cats, I get it. Dogs are fucking great. But uh, there is a point to this. Because people exhibit their depression and sadness and fears in different ways, it feels like all the attention is given to the crier, all the attention is given to those who have a sort of gentle and weepy way of exhibiting their depression, whereas anybody who gets angry or fearful or aggressive or irreverent in any way, uh, it's almost like they're not deserving or they're not worthy of the same 
kindness and compassion as a person with depression who exhibits their signs in a more, I don't know, a more uh, uh, peaceful way. All that being said, I'm not trying to uh, give cover to lunatics and people who go shoot up fucking churches and stores and whatnot. Those people might have depression that it manifests as anger and aggression, but we're not talking about criminal behavior. I'm just saying that men, especially intelligent men, have a tendency to exhibit their depression in ways that are more layered and nuanced. And so oftentimes they don't get the reciprocity they don't get the kindness. They don't get the care that they often need. And that could go for women who exhibit that as well. Whereas men and women who exhibit depression through frustration and intellectual debate are oftentimes they're trying to find out a way to make sense of the world, to a way to make sense of their problems. And sometimes people are just like, it's like crickets. So they're like, eh, I don't know. And so uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grace in the sense that the sad people who are just so, oh, so they're so nice and they're so, and they're crying. You, they, they get instant gratification, which is sort of a rewarding behavior is that they learn, oh, when I cry, everybody comes to my aid. Whereas the person who has depression who doesn't exhibit it in that way oftentimes goes ignored and, um, I'm here to tell you that just because you cry because you have depression or sadness uh, uh, over the person who uh, exhibits it through frustration, I can tell you that just because a person exhibits their depression through frustration doesn't necessarily mean that they're not just as kind, that they're not just as gentle as their uh, counterpart who exhibits sadness through crying or other low-key things but last night I, you know i was talking to rebecca and i was like trying to explain to her what i'm feeling these days when i look back on a lifetime of jobs whether it be through retail or cooking or whatever you know, you start to realize that there's no longer careers anymore there's jobs but there's no careerism anymore unless you have a higher degree or unless you're groomed in such a way where there's an easy and clear path to a trade or skill or career that, uh, you know, um, is frankly, you know, uh, form fitted for a person's education. So what I'm finding today is that a lot of people end up in good jobs or in certain uh, fields simply because they're sort of plugged into it based on who they know and where they live. And it seems like um, who you are, where you are, and what you're doing is more important than the actual content of your character itself. And so a lot of times when I'm reading these articles on the show, they're always telling you your their experiences. And it's always coming from a writer in a cubicle working for some magazine or for some article somewhere. At the end of the day, it, it feels a little bit yuppie to me, frankly. But the point I'm making is that I was just telling Rebecca that I went to culinary school. 
I kicked ass. I had over a 3.5 average, almost 4.0. And I did it for two years. And I went, I worked place after place after place trying to find the right fit not only uh, trying to get along and fit with your boss and fit with the people you work with, but also a job that you could see a future in. As soon as I work a job where I see no tenable future, I just, it's only a matter of time. It's a ticking time bomb where I go, oh, fuck this. This isn't going to go anywhere. And so I just lose hope. I lose interest. And as a result, I keep looking for something higher. But I think of the number of times that I've kicked ass, whether it's in the army, whether it's as an EMT, whether it's as a phlebotomist or a massage therapist and energy healer. At the end of the day, I am absolutely form-fitted for success when it comes to my education, when it comes to having the right attitude, when it comes to having a knowledge base and education that is um, suitable for a power career, if you will. But uh, once we moved to Oregon from California, it was like, that was it. Like, where the fuck are the jobs, you know? hear all these stories of people like getting these jobs based uh, based off of their college acumen or based off of living in the city or something like that and you realize good god where the fuck did all the jobs go there's a lots of jobs but there's no careers and so at the end of the day um i was just talking to rebecca about how i'm so tired of being the bridesmaid and never the bride And at the risk of sounding like a pity party, I mean, you know, the thing is, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for my wife and my mom and having a roof over my head and the cute, sweet kitty that we have. I'm grateful for a good many things, including my health. But at the end of the day, sometimes that can only go too far where you get to a point where you're like, why the fuck do I feel at my age and education level like uh, I'll never find the job that I want? Why is it? All the interviews and all the different things that I've done to push for having a better career, um, I, I either don't get the job or I'm not quite suited. And it's like, good grief, what happened to this world where I have to fight so hard for nothing? Some of the jobs out there are just not worthy of me giving a shit about. Like, I'm supposed to put on this like suit and go into Lowe's and and like kiss this person's ass who's younger and less experienced and probably less educated than me. Um, But I'm supposed to go in there and give them my Sunday best attitude and the way I dress and the way I act. Uh, You're kissing all this ass, doing the best you can for a job that frankly isn't fucking worth it. And not to sound bitter, I'm not bitter at all. I just, I'm very grateful for a good many things. But at the end of the day, that's the thing that really upsets me is why is it the way I look and the way I act and the way I dress and the way I interview, why is that a losing combination when I do everything right? It often makes you wonder whether it's you or is it the world itself? It just feels like there's a whole lot of nothing out there. 
As if I have to get a bachelor's degree to work at a fucking supermarket, or I have to get a bachelor's degree to start off at an internship or something. At the end of the day, you guys, that's the thing that I think is happening in our world today, is that college still exists, but why are we paying $150,000 for an education for information we can find on the fucking internet. Oh my God, think about that. And and I'm not saying that we uh, shouldn't celebrate scholastic achievement. We absolutely should. But at the end of the day, how much should we be paying for college when we can find this stuff on our own these days? Think about it. Back in the day before the internet, yeah, these were all heavily guarded secrets. But now this information is abundant and it's everywhere and you can teach yourself virtually anything so why is it that we spend all this money for a college degree it's frankly so that we can impress some boss or an employer and i don't think that's a good enough reason and the thing is is i'm not bitter i'm not angry i'm just feeling a sense of why is being myself my true self why is it after all the soul searching why is it after all of the coming correct and getting straight and doing all the right things why do i still feel like i'm not good enough in this world it's frustrating because you do everything right and then you still fail and that's not to say that eventually you don't pick up a job here, you'll pick up a job there, but it's only a matter of months where you realize it's just more of the same. It's just a fucking labor job where a rich person has a, you know, uh, an opening for a position. You work that position, but you realize that they don't really care about your uh, uh, growth. They don't really care whether or not you're coming up or whether or not it's a career. They only care in so far as it's fulfilling a task that they don't want to do. <laughs> and so I was just telling Rebecca some of my feelings about feeling like I'm never good enough, no matter what I do, because I feel like even if I did everything right, say I did everything and I corrected all behaviors that they don't like, I dress nicer. I had a college degree, a student, uh, no dings whatsoever, and you did everything right. I feel like they would move the goalposts just to make sure that you don't succeed. And what is that, ladies and gentlemen? Is that just me? Am I like just... Am I, am I just bitter? Am I just jaded? Or is there really something intellectually going on here? One thing that I will say is that it feels like our economy is shifting. There used to be a time where there was careerism, and now it just feels like there's jobs. Just jobs. Just point A to point B. You work a job, you get paid, you go home, you pay your rent, you pay for food, and that's it. But I'm telling you, you guys, at the end of the day, this world requires more, not only to get our world, uh, you know, moving along in the right direction in terms of infrastructure. We could be doing really cool things right now. We could be building bridges. We could be making better, uh, 
infrastructure in terms of like internet, in terms of bridges, in terms of better highways, high-speed rail. We could be doing all this crazy cool shit making the United States of America uh, sort of catch up to the rest of the world in terms of these technological advances that really have shaped their culture and society in better ways. Why on the fucking earth are we, you know, do we still have in America choo-choo trains, these piece of shit trains from like 1945 or 1921 when there's like high-speed rail in Beijing, China, and Japan, and Europe, and all these places, and yet, guess what, you guys, our politicians, they've bowed out. They're a bunch of fucking has-been lawyers that couldn't lawyer who decided, hey, I can't seem to teach and I can't seem to lawyer, so I guess I'll just go be a politician. And so what happens is that we don't have innovators anymore. We don't have politicians that know how to get big shit done. There used to be a commercial with Rachel Maddow back in the day a few years ago that said that we, as a country, used to get big things done. Republicans and Democrats could get together to pass big, big legislation, for example, to create Hoover Dam. Why can't we do these things anymore? It feels like we're just fucking bound by the ineptitude and the complacency of our leaders who don't have a vision who don't understand the future, and who don't understand the American people. I've always said that if you want people to try harder to care more, don't just give them the status quo, but give them a reason to give a fuck. Come on. I mean, geez, it's not fucking rocket science here. If we created, say, for example, say you had every corporation, instead of just uh, uh, robbing us blind and creating a insurmountable wealth and billionaire culture where they just don't give a fuck. They, they just, they continually want their taxes to be lower. They continually want to pay lesser wages. Imagine if these same motherfuckers actually gave a fuck about our country and did something to help. Imagine if, say, Hewlett-Packard or Boeing or any number of these big corporations nowadays actually had training programs that they paid for, their own schools where you could do a number of things, whether it be aeronautical engineering or whether it be working in computers. My point is, is that if the private sector is so fucking great, like the Republicans say, then why on earth can we not move ahead as a society, think about it. If we all started working towards a better, more sustainable future with better jobs and better pay and better technologies, we're going to get to Star Trek, ladies and gentlemen, but not at the pace we're at. We have dumb leaders, we have dumb voters, and it's garbage in, garbage out. What say you on that? You know, I'm always trying to bite my tongue, making sure that I don't say something to be too offensive. I'm always trying to be the kind one, the good one, the decent one. 
But comes a time where you gotta stand up and have a fucking backbone in this world, ladies and gentlemen. And I assure you that we are not getting smarter as a culture. We are not getting better as a society. Our moral compass is wayward. We have no backbone and we don't have leaders and leadership or, or even regular citizens who know how to live up to the greatness that is the American exceptionalism. That is the American way. Uh, uh, for those in another country, the human way. But imagine if we had all these corporations putting in 10, 20, 30% of their profits towards the betterment, not only of their own field, but of creating educational institutions where they contributed to the benefit of our society, making jobs and careers and futures that are worth living. Oh my God, imagine that. (laughs) But I was just telling Rebecca how dismayed I feel. Why on the fucking earth with all of my education? I have a massage therapy degree. I have a truck driving degree. I have a culinary degree. I have a bachelor's. I have an associate's degree. Well, I don't have the bachelor's. I'm very close to a bachelor's. But the point is is that with all my education, why am I feeling nothing but roadblocks? And I'm here to tell you because it's fucking engineered that way, you guys. The reason why there's a constant hatred of our politicians is because they don't pull their head out of their ass to get anything done. And we're too far behind. Look at the cost of living. Look at our technologies. We should be much more advanced than we are. And the fact that we're still fucking living in a society where there's Trumpers and dum-dums and dodo birds, good grief. That shit should be so easy to see through. And yet it still seems to trick the dumbest and most ignorant amongst us. What is going on with our society? And while I'm all for young people going on TikTok, doing their little dances and shit, um, that's your cotton candy. But where's the broccoli? Where's the beef? At the end of the day, I'm all for people being a silly heart, being fun-loving, being goofy, being normal. Be yourself. I'm all about that. But at the end of the day, how on earth are we supposed to take back this country for ourselves when we're not smart enough to understand civics or history or our uh, place in this world? How can we get anywhere if we don't have some basic rudimentary understanding of cause and effect, of causation, sociopolitical causation, where we understand our rights, but we don't use it? And so what you have in its place is a bunch of people that said, well, I don't want to work at Target. I don't want to work at Walmart. I don't want to work at the bank. So I'm going to go on OnlyFans and show off my pussy. I'm going to show off my boobies because I got a nice body or something of that nature. I don't mean to be vulgar, but think about it, you guys. We wouldn't need OnlyFans if these people could get real good jobs. Nobody wants to be exploited sexually. Come on. That's not to say that they're not good people. That's not to say that they're not nice or that they're not deserving. Um, the, the vast majority of people in our society are good, 
well-intentioned people, but they need opportunities to incentivize growth, to want to get better, to want to do better, to want to try harder. But what's the point of trying harder if there's nowhere to fucking go? Think about it. And so what you're left with is a bunch of poor people and middle class and lower middle class people just shucking and jiving for whatever. Any old job, working at DoorDash, working at Walmart, working here, working there. At the end of the day, we've all become slaves to the corporate agenda. And that is fucking unsustainable, you guys. You see a vast majority of people going, well... I can't seem to make it as a chef because, you know, they made this promise to me when I went to culinary school that uh, within five years, I'd be making $60,000 a year. And guess what happened? Yeah, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And so we're made these promises by trade schools. We're made these promises by college and higher learning institutions that if we buckle down and pay our dues that something great would come from it and the vast majority of us are going uh what happened and so what happens is we get jaded we get uh, sad and depressed and frustrated and uh we go somewhere else and um you know you see a lot of people now trying to be content creators uh, doing their own thing through their own business, whether it be YouTube or podcasting, or uh, perhaps they have an Etsy shop, or perhaps they're doing OnlyFans. But whatever it may be, what you're finding is, is that, yeah, personal entrepreneurialism is uh, more popular today than getting a job at a regular institution. Why is that? Because they have no incentives or drive to make us want to work there. At the end of the day, if they want us to go work for them, then fucking, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the old uh, movie, uh, show me the money, you know, what movie was that? (laughs) So long ago. Oh, yeah, it's Jerry Maguire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's not that I have all attitude and no gratitude. I'm very thankful that I'm still here and alive. I'm still very grateful for my health. I'm so proud to be married to Rebecca, and I'm so glad that I have a comfortable life. But you know what? Comfort only goes so far, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why I ask for your help. Because at the end of the day, do you think I really only deserve 14 fucking dollars a month? While I'm grateful for uh, those few who pitch in once in a while, um, come on, you guys. Why do you think I'm looking for terrestrial radio gigs or something bigger and bolder like XM radio? I can't live off of 14 fucking dollars a month. And I don't mean for a second to sound ungrateful. I am so, so very grateful for you who, who tune in who uh, share the show, who uh, pitch in a buck or two. Um, But you guys, I mean, it's been almost two years and I've only gotten three patrons so far. I mean, come on, you guys, seriously. Jesus fucking Christ. You can't tell me that there's a handful of people out there that can't pitch in 50 cents or a dollar per month. I mean, How hard would it be to pitch in, you know, $12 a year? Come on, really? 
<laughs> and I don't mean to sound bitter, because I'm not. But at the end of the day, I got to fucking survive. And so I'm seriously, seriously considering whether or not this is the road I want to go. As much as I enjoy it, as much as I love you guys, at the end of the day, daddy got to get something. Daddy's got to get paid. I got to have a future. A future that's worthy of, of, of the pride and the dignity of all human beings. That is what it is all, it's all about. And so I would say that if it was you, at the end of the day, we all deserve to have personal pride. We all deserve to have dignity. And at the end of the day, we all deserve uh, uh, outcomes that are sustainable and exciting and fun. And so I thought starting this podcast was going to be this great adventure. What it turned out to be is this fucking slog on my life. Every week I'm like, oh, I got to put out two more episodes. And you know what? I love doing it. I hope that you guys get something from it. But at the end of the day, good grief, what am I supposed to do? Put out two episodes till I'm fucking old and gray? At the end of the day, this has got to lead to somewhere you know, and I was hoping that I could appeal to people's uh, kind and gentle sensibilities uh, and, and, and just help me out until we're sponsored. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we're getting over a thousand downloads per month, but you got to have a thousand episodes per episode to be sponsored. And we can get there, but I can't get there without action, action from you you. And I'm sorry if that upsets anyone. I am not trying to disrespect. I just, God, you know, the part of the reason why I got depressed last night and I got frustrated is because I've been a soldier. I've been a chef. I've been an executive chef. I've been a sous chef. I've been an energy healer, a massage therapist. I've been a fucking, uh, uh, phlebotomist working in a blood center and all of these jobs paid better than this and so i'm at a point where i'm like should i hang it up you know uh the other day i was talking to my friend craig and he's just i'm like I i'm seriously considering quitting and he's like oh he's like well well let me ask you a couple of questions i'm like what's that and he's like do you enjoy it i'm like yes very much um, are you good at it? Yes, I think so. And he's like, yeah, I think so too. And then he says, um, are you paying too much money out? Is it, is it breaking the bank? Is it busting your balls, uh, financially or emotionally? And I'm like, no, no, it's easy to do. Um, once you put in the effort, um, I really enjoy doing the research for these episodes. But at the end of the day, if people aren't getting something from it, I might as well hang it up, you know? And um, I hate saying that because I really like doing this and I wanted this to become special. And I'm not sure that it is because I don't know whether or not we live in a society where people give a fuck anymore. Excluding about 1% of everybody who listens, nobody seems to care. Everybody wants something for free. And while we're all getting accustomed to free YouTube and free podcasts and free radio, um, the reason why I ask for your help, for your donations, is because I'm a person of integrity, I'm a person of kindness, and I need your help until we're sponsored. But 
if I can't appeal to your kind and gentle nature, then I don't know what else to do. What am I supposed to do? I mean, put a knife to your throat? <laughs> At the end of the day, we need help. But God, you know, there's only so much I can do to convince you guys to help, you know. And so when I was talking to Rebecca, I was telling her, hey, if there was a career, an actual career out there that had some kind of future in it, some kind of future you could build upon, I would be doing it right now. But in rural Oregon, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Go work at Les Schwab, you know, changing oil? What am I supposed to do? Go work at Walmart? What am I supposed to do? And while I, I'm not ashamed of those jobs, nor should anybody be ashamed of working in those places, I'm at the age and intellect where I gotta do more. You got to satisfy your soul, man. Just like Bob Marley says, satisfy your soul. You got to do the things in this world that really scratch that itch and can transcend you to the highest level that you can get before it's too late. That's what this is all about. But if I'm just wasting my time, I'll hang it up. You know, fuck it. <laughs> but like I said, don't get upset. Like I said, my depression manifests as frustration, it manifests as uh, anger, and it manifests as cynicism towards a world that's no longer empowering people. Like, whatever happened to helping each other? Whatever happened to uh, uh, help thy neighbor, help thy brother and sister? At the end of the day, we've all become so self selfish and independent that at the end of the day, nobody's helping anyone anymore. And guess what? We're all just stuck working jobs that we don't want and that have no viable future for society. We want to build jobs and careers to build up technologies and to build up a social evolution where we're kinder and gentler and more good to one another. But instead, we're living in, you know, corporate retail hell like this is 1952, like it's 1946. I mean, come on, when the fuck are we going to all grow as a society so that we really, really live up to uh, our best? That's what it's all about. I've told you guys that I'm an egalitarian. You know, you always hear Fox News talking about well, the moocher class this, and well, if poor people just lifted themselves up by the bootstraps and blah, blah, blah. But I'm here to tell you that's horseshit because truthfully, you guys, if we had a culture that incentivized for regular people to go to school in a various field, whether it be engineering or aeronautics or anything, computers, it could be automation, it could be anything. Shit, it could be restaurant supplies. It wouldn't matter. My point is, is that when we as a culture build the infrastructure and the institutions for people to improve themselves, they will step up. They will go for the job and they will go for the gold and they will believe in themselves and they will improve. You know, just because there's a handful of people in our society that have completely given up. You know, think about why. Think about why they gave up. Did they give up because they're lazy or because they have a drug or 
emotional or a mental health problem, perhaps, but the biggest reason I can think of of why people give up or give in to jobs that they hate is that there's not any growth. We're not building institutions. We're not building up kindness. We're not building a society where people want to fucking put in on it. And so what they do instead is they get a part-time job and they smoke and drink themselves half to death. And that's the society that we're in. And that's not sustainable, you guys. And uh, I just wish we had a society that was big enough and bold enough and kind enough and good enough to work as a community again. That's what this is all about. I'm not trying to blame anybody for my problems. I'm just saying, if you guys pitched in a little bit more, I could make more. When I make more, I feel better. When I feel better, I do better work. And when I do better work, I grow my institutions, I grow my brand, I grow my business, and I get better. Not just for me, but for you. That's what this is all about. I've always had the Amish way of thinking that when we help each other raise the barn together, we all get better. We are, we are all taken care of, frankly. And we've got to reinstall that into our society. We all think we're rugged individualists. We all think we can handle anything. Everybody acts so tough. But at the end of the day, I mean, what's, are we really tough or are we just pretending to be tough because it helps us, uh, sort of get through the emotional ass fuckery of our, our uh, institutions capitalism is a is a shithole you guys we have to make capitalism compassionate again don't you think but please please don't get me wrong i am not trying to make enemies i am not trying to say anything controversial i'm just trying to say that capitalism works best when it works for the people and not the fucking corporations that continually get tax breaks for the rich, that continually uh, give people golden parachutes. These CEOs are making $26 billion a year, and you have the fucking audacity to tell me that they need to raise their prices? Come on, really? But all that being said, you guys, I'm not sour grapes. I mean, I'm a little depressed. I'm a little despondent. I'm a little over it. I'm getting burnt out. I really am. I love doing this, but um, it feels like volunteer work. And uh, I just want to get to a place where I can do more and bigger and bolder and create an institution of kindness. Because no matter how much money I make, unlike some people, I'm not going to forget where I come from. I'm not going to forget my humble roots. And I'm certainly not going to forget about my empath tribe and those who helped get me there. We're, we got to help one another out. We got to have a more communal way of living. At the end of the day, we're just such rugged individualists. We just decided to fuck one another. Oh, we don't need each other. Oh, we don't need to help each other. No, no, we're on our own. We're tough. We're rugged. Well, what the fuck is tough and ruggedness if we don't have a society of kindness and goodness and integrity and decency and respect for one another? That's what we've got to be 
build. We, we've got the technological uh, innovation. We've got the technological advancement. But what we need now is a social advancement in understanding how the future needs to be shaped into the future to be kinder and more bold and to work for the vast majority of regular working people. That's what this is all about. But instead of going to the dark side, instead of crying my eyes out, instead of getting depressed and angry and fearful, I'm really trying to turn my sour grapes into a fine wine. I mean, I've done episodes on that. And I really am trying to turn my sort of frustrated thoughts into something useful that we can actually use, you know? That's what I try to teach here, and that's what I do myself. And so, I really seriously thought about hanging it up. I really seriously thought about stopping for good. I've proven that I can succeed in podcasting. I've proven myself. Uh, now, I'm at a point where hopefully I can build the reputation to keep doing my comedy, and I can keep doing book writing and things of that nature. And uh, I'm at a point now where I'm like, well, don't give in, Brian. You know, it's too early for that. I want to see how perhaps I can grow the business and brand uh, on the YouTube front, because YouTube is so much bigger and more diverse than podcasting. So I'm really putting a lot of my eggs in that basket where I can be creative and we can be, have have fun and be fun loving and do cool and fun things. That's where my next step is leading. We're going to get to a point where instead of giving up or giving in, I'm going to double down. I'm going to try to do more for you guys on the YouTube. And I want this to be both thoughtful and fun. Uh, this is not about uh, talking smack. I hate, hate, hate when I have to come for you to you guys for money. Um, no, I respect you guys. But at the end of the day, daddy's got to eat and daddy's got to feel something. Um, in a year and a half of time, almost year and eight months, I've made all of $100. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, I got to get better than that. And so perhaps when I uh, shift over to the YouTube, uh, I can get more creative I can get more fun-loving, and we can do a bunch of fun things that are both silly and thoughtful at the same time that hopefully uh, speak to uh, the emotional and mental health growth of people and hopefully uh, provide something funny and useful for the vast majority of people who are just like me, who are just getting frustrated with life. We're just getting fed up, you know? We all are, and so we have to make sure not to hold that against one another. But please don't take everything I said the wrong way. I am absolutely grateful for you guys. Uh, it's just that uh, I know for a fact that I shouldn't be living in squalor and poverty while Joe Rogan and uh, Mark Marin and all these folks are living high on the hog. Uh, the vast injustice and inequality of that is sometimes hard to ignore. 
But instead of going sour grapes and taking my ball and going home, I want to do something fun. I want to turn this into something useful and fun for the vast majority of my empaths and those suffering from mental health and those who are just looking for a more robust life. I mean, that's what this is all about, was we're trying to cheer people out and, and give clarity and purpose to a life that doesn't always feel like it has a lot of purpose or uh, life blood left in it. We have to squeeze out every last drop of life before it's too late. And unfortunately, this is the only world we got. So during the Christmas season and in the next coming months, do look out for the YouTube channel. I'm going to be putting on shorts. And I don't mean short pants because I do wear shorts all the time. <laughs> I might even wear pants for the videos. <laughs> but I just mean to say that uh, do look out for uh, YouTube videos. Do look out for paranormal reviews. And uh, hopefully we can sort of uh, eke out a little bit of a, a living for ourselves. Uh, I am going to be uploading uh, several episodes on YouTube to hopefully get folks on YouTube to see uh, what we're all about and what we're doing. And her perhaps that will help uh, grow the channel and grow the numbers a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're extremely excruciatingly humble in what we do. We are not um, uh, trying to take this for granted. We are absolutely working for regular people, average folks folks struggling out there in the world that's who we are and that's what we care about and so don't please don't take my attitude uh as a, a sign of disrespect i absolutely appreciate every last one of you and i intend to prove that over time it's just that we're human we're human you guys at the end of the day how in the fuck can you live in a world full of corporate bullshit jobs, in a world full of um, just elitists and, and, and fascists and tyrants, <laughs> how can you live in a world full of these people and not just shake your head and roll your eyes and go, good God, what is going on out there? You know, I just, I don't relate to a lot of people out there anymore. I don't relate to the sociopaths and the cryptocurrency sociopaths and predators and the Elon Musk billionaire asshole types. And I certainly don't relate to Trump, and I certainly don't relate to all these people uh, just giving people a false sense of who they are. Everybody's trying to manufacture an image of themselves that isn't always real. So try not to buy into all the attitudes out there of the there's a lot of image out there where people are trying to create an image of perfection and at the end of the day we're all the same you guys we're all equal don't give in to this idea that some people deserve celebrity status and wealth while others deserve nothing are you fucking kidding with me with that shit come on get a grip really that doesn't mean that we shouldn't reward and pay commiserate to people's talents and intellect and skill. I mean, sure, to a certain extent, but 
you know, why should some doctors make $39,000 a year while some people make $7 million a year? I mean, come on. Are you really going to tell me that Dr. Oz is that far superior to an average doctor out there? No, he's not. We just live in a world full of games. Game playing, you guys. And the game is fucking over as soon as we collectively stand up. You've seen that a meme on Facebook and social media where it shows a bunch of rich people sitting at a table and it shows a bunch of poor people hunched over with a board game on their back. And, and, and the meme says that the game is fucking over. Well, I added fucking, <laughs> but the game is over as soon as we stand up, you guys. It really is. There is no utility in wealth inequality. There is no utility in the billionaire class. And I'm here to tell you that you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people do like you. So don't give up. Just like me, yes, we get mad. Yes, we get frustrated. And sometimes we want to lash out. Sometimes we want to kick dirt and kick grass and uh, just fucking hit something with a baseball bat. But at the end of the day, don't do anything rash. Don't do anything violent or crazy. At the end of the day, get your emotions under control and learn from it. What can you do with these negative emotions? We have to sit there and kind of uh, dwell on them for a while. You kind of let these emotions sit and simmer inside of you for a while. And instead of going to extremes or uh, continue Continuing your life down a road or path of darkness and despair, you just learn to get right. You learn to take all this negative stuff inside your heart and you turn it into something useful that you can use. And that's what I'm trying to do, not only in the podcast and brand, but also in my own personal life as well. And I hope that you guys are mature enough and smart enough and real enough, frankly, to understand that uh, just because I kick grass once in a while and ask for your help doesn't mean that I don't love you or appreciate you. There's good people in this world, and that's who I am talking to, and that's who I represent, and that's who I want to help, and that's who I, frankly, want to build a community of, a community of people just like the Amish who help one another, a sense of community. We could all raise the barn together. There's no fucking reason why we should all suffer because of our unique individuality. We should use our unique individuality uh, to, to build bridges and build connections and work together to make a better world for everyone. And don't listen to politicians. Don't listen to the corporate elite. Do not fucking listen to those employers out there who demand all this perfection from you. They're talking out their ass. All they want is cheap slave labor, and they want to use you and exploit you so that one day you retire, just like my mom. She retired in her 60s, and, uh, you know, in the end, she was doing really good. She was a manager of a bank, but unfortunately, she had to retire and uh, uh, she she now looks back at a life going, what the fuck did I waste all that time for? Why did I waste my time serving the corporate interests when I could have been doing something great for myself? And as much as sometimes we need to do these things to survive, 
Find an exit ramp, you guys. Find a better way. Use your empowerment for the betterment of yourself and your family. And uh, try to see the agendas out there before it's too late. That's what it's all about. Anyways, that's what I got. I am so absolutely proud of the work we do. I am proud to be married to a wife that is loving and kind and caring. I'm grateful to have a roof over my head that doesn't leak. Um, But we are not doing terrific, you guys. We have car troubles. We can't afford to buy a new vehicle. We can't afford to save up. And we can't afford, frankly, uh, to live the life we deserve based on what? Not based on entitlement, but based on what we put in on this world, you know? When you put all this love and kindness into the world, when you put all this effort into your schooling and education and skill building, uh, we shouldn't have to live in squalor like a bunch of fucking assholes. We should all All of us, every single one of us who cares enough to try should be living a minimum basic standard of life. And the only way we get there is to believe on ourselves and quit believing in all the whore shit out there in society. I assure you, they're fucking lying to you. But that's not to say that there's not good people out there. But ladies and gentlemen, take it from me, the vast majority of society are self-serving Uh, They like to use the word, they're rugged individualists. People are just individuals now, and they they think independently, they live independently, and they don't understand the need or the necessity for community. So uh, it's unfortunate, because as much as I love America and the American dream and the American experiment, when we don't work together, we all tend to fail. We absolutely depend on a sense of community. Um, Think about it this way. If you had a 200-pound man, what's easier, lifting him by yourself or lifting him with four people? It's always easier when somebody's carrying the burden, carrying the load with you, and so that's how we should feel about everything in our life. And that's what we at Chef by Comedy are trying to do here We want you guys, if we got a thousand people to pitch in a dollar, two dollars, fifty cents, we would be doing A-OK. Rebecca and I could do this full time and we could really commit ourselves to helping the struggling working class, helping uh, people learn and grow and and understand what kind of culture we're in and to find clarity. And more than that, to find peace and kindness and joy in a world, frankly, that seems bent on pissing us off. (laughs) Anyways, that's what I have for you guys. Thank you guys so very much for allowing me to vent, allowing me to get a little real. Uh, Please don't take it the wrong way. We are grateful for a lot of things, but good grief. You get tired at the age of 48 
You, I've put in over 35 years at the job front uh, to no avail, and you just get tired of the nonsense machine out there, all the agendas, all the bad jobs and bad pay, and people who don't give a fuck about careerism or, or making sure that people get into a job that has a future. That's all we want. We want fairness. We want kindness. And we want sustainable outcomes for all regular people. That's what it's all about. If you want to continue the conversation, come on over to my Instagram. I'm at Surviving Empathy Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter for now at uh, Chef Bright Comedy. Uh, if you want to talk to Rebecca, She's over at Spooky Nerdy Gal on Instagram, but we love you guys. We've got one more in store for you. And please, please, please be good to each other. Be kind to each other and use your kindness and goodness and thoughtfulness for the betterment of society, not just yourself. Don't become a selfish Nelly. Help one another. That's what it's all about. We love you guys. And uh, if you can help me, Please come on over to my Patreon. You can become a patron patron on Patreon at Chef Bright Comedy. That's Patreon forward slash Chef Bright Comedy. Uh, for as little as $3, you help us so, so much, and you'll get little goodies for that. But more than that, if you want to just pitch in 50 cents or a dollar or a dollar fifty or two dollars to the cause. We've got tip jars all over my link tree. That's www.linktree forward slash chef bride comedy. And we've got tip jars from almost every vendor from Cash App to Venmo to PayPal and more. So thank you guys for your help. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you, frankly, for not judging me for being real. That will not do. We can't keep turning on one another every time we get triggered. Come on, get a grip. Have a good day, you guys. We love you. Bye-bye.